Hello. This is us doing this again. This is us. Who are us? I'm Stephanie. Who are you? And I'm Carol. Welcome to Suspiria, the true crime podcast. Yeah, we're doing this again. Doing this again, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So if you don't know us by now, which uh, you should because we're like superstars. I don't blame you. Um, No, I blame you because I have like a million followers on Instagram. Lies. I have like 50. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So if you don't know this podcast and this is your first time, I don't see why you would be listening to the second episode on your first time. This is the first episode. Yeah, but... This is a podcast about true crime in Latin America, specifically in Brazil for now, but we will be covering other stuff later. Eventually. Because we are Brazilians, yeah, both of us. Both of us Brazilians. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yes, we both speak Portuguese, and others on your head. I hate when people do, do that. Like, they go like, oh, you Brazilian, do you speak Portuguese? Because you already know the answer. Or um, Like, don't ask those questions. The best thing is when people say, oh, can you teach me something in Brazilian? I'm like... <laughs> If that was a language, I would teach you, but uh, it isn't. Yeah. That's okay. People, uh, some people are When you are say ignorant. you speak Portuguese and they ask if you speak Spanish, I'm like, if I spoke Spanish, I would have said I speak Spanish, not Portuguese. I mean, I speak Spanish, but that's uh, not my first language. I, I, I can read Spanish, but I won't say I speak Spanish because I, I speak Portuguese. Port Portuguese Spanish. Yeah, I, I'm a jerk and I put an accent on Portuguese words and Spanish. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be butchering it like that. I'm sorry. I speak Spanish, but I have a very thick Brazilian accent <laughs> in Spanish. Like, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. I had, I used to work, I was a paralegal at an immigration law firm, mm-hmm. and most of our customers were from, like, Central America. Mm-hmm. And they all used to tell me, oh, your Spanish is so good. And I was like, <laughs> no. no. You're just yeah. saying that to like to make yeah, yeah make me happy. It is. Yeah, it's like you're just saying that because it could be so much worse. Yeah, like, exactly. But... Yeah, but whatever. What's today's case, Carol? Today is one of the biggest cases in like the recent um, true crime era in Brazil. I think not true crime, but just crime in general. Oh my god. Okay, uh, it's something that shook everyone, and it was really like. Um, emotional out there really emotional it was it is the Isabella Nardoni case yeah I remember actually um there's this uh really famous crime um journalist in Brazil called Datena and I remember uh when this specific crime happened I was in eighth grade and I remember him covering it like 24 7 yeah and the crime itself happened on my sister's birthday. So oh, that was awful. <laughs> yeah, but she was like, awful. oh, this is so bad. But, you know. I remember, like, my mom crying because she was like, because the it's like a little girl and she kind of looks like me and my sisters. So she was crying. She was like, this could be one of you guys. She was really emotional. And, like, it is, like, a really, like, emotionally charged um, case. It's almost like it is everyone's daughter. Yeah. Oh, and just as a disclaimer, one more time, it's a true crime yes. podcast. There's going to be descriptions of bad things happening. And today's episode is about a five-year-old girl. So mm-hmm. if you have a kid and you don't think you can handle it, just shut it off right now. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's not as violent as our last episode. It's not that that um, it's not on that level, but it's still pretty gruesome. And yeah, awful. it's just disgusting. Yes. Yeah. So who was Isabella? So Isabella, she was a five-year-old girl who died after being thrown out of the window of her father's sixth-floor apartment in São Paulo. Everything. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you might be. Yeah. If you guys don't know, that's Carol's hometown. So she might be a serial killer, and we just don't know it yet. <laughs> I might or might not. I cannot confirm or deny. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I deny it. Yeah, the crime happened on March 29th, 2008. So it's, you know, it's been 10 years, but it's still really recent um, on everyone's minds. The apartment was occupied by her father and her stepmom, Anna Carolina. Mm-hmm. Jacoba. Anna Carolina. Anna, Anna Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my God. Yeah, let's... Yeah, we said that last time. Yeah. We were trying to pronounce stuff not, like, Americanized. But it just happens. You know, your brain is just, like, in the English setting. It kind of takes a little, like, a second to switch. Yeah. So, yeah, Ana Carolina Jatobá, which is... No, was she Ana Carolina? I thought she was Ana something else. I thought Ana Carolina was the mom. Eh. They're both Anas. This is... Yeah, yeah, they're both Anas. It's Ana Ana Jatobá and Ana Carolina. Ana Carolina is the mom. Yeah. But the stepmom is Ana. Okay, is the stepmom is Ana. We're just going to call one Ana um, and the other Carol and the other yeah. one Jatobá. And I'm Carol. So it's not the same person. So when they're talking about Kaido, it's not me. I'm not part of this case. Yeah. Uh, so um, the girl was pronounced dead on the way to the hospital after she was thrown out of the window or fell out of the window. Um, her father was a legal consultant and the stepmother, um, they were found guilty of her murder on 2010. Yeah, so uh, Isabella was the daughter of Kaido uh, de Oliveira and Alexandre Nardoni. Her mom got pregnant with her when uh, she was 17, and her dad was 22 at the time. He wasn't really happy with the pregnancy because he was about to enter law school. So law school in Brazil is a little bit different. I, I'm a pre-law student here, but it's different in Brazil. You don't need to get your bachelor's first and then go to law school. You just go straight from high school to law school. So I don't really know why he was trying to get to law school at 22 because typically by 22 you're already like almost done with law school yeah i don't know what maybe he was was, yeah because the way schooling is in brazil too have the like it's not like here they just apply to universities and they will take you or not you have to take like a huge test with everything you learn in high school and more to pass maybe into universities so that only happens like once a year yeah. too so it is very common like i have people i graduated with with they're just now getting into colleges because those tests they're hard you know and if you don't pass once like you just study more and try to get a better ranking the next year especially so that might be the case yeah i i don't remember whether i saw the name of the school that he went to but if he was trying to get into a public college in brazil those are like the best colleges and they're yeah. like extremely difficult really hard. to get into so maybe yeah. that was why Which, I'm, really, I'm really glad i didn't have to go through any of this by the way <laughs> sidebar. i actually almost made a big mistake no one asked me about my life but i'm just gonna start telling you guys yeah 
Um, <laughs> I'll give you. I'll give the green green light. Go ahead. I was going back to Brazil after high school because oh, no. I was gonna go to college there. Oh no, because no, it's no, cheaper. No, no. But I have a friend who actually um, went to Harvard, and she went to Brazil, and she like did a whole semester there, and I'm pretty sure the school harvard obviously harvard wouldn't take it because it's harvard but like <laughs> they wouldn't take the credits that she took in brazil so oh man i almost made a mistake yeah so her parents split up when isabella was 11 months old and the court determined that uh the father was gonna have to pay a monthly child support payment of 250 reais which is literally like 80 bucks a month <laughs> You can raise a child with that, right? How many diapers can you buy with that? Five? Yeah, and this was like 2002, so minimum wage in Brazil must have been at least 400 reais. He mm-hmm. wasn't even giving her a, a full minimum monthly wage. And Dude, then that girl was 17. How much money could she be making, like, possibly? Yeah, and um, he was also <laughs> granted bi-weekly visitation rights, and this crime the murder occurred during one of the visitations that she had with his family Hmm. okay let me just step down a little bit my (laughs) face is red i get mad about those subjects i'm sorry yeah i I, i'm sorry you guys are gonna see me getting mad on this podcast about stuff that's not even related to the crime because you know i just get i get upset about those things yeah all right so the crime itself the doorman of they lived in a building a london building so the doorman of the London building where Alexandre and Anna reside, her stepmom, said that they heard a really loud noise and claimed that it sounded like a door being slammed before realizing that it was the girl's body on hitting grass. You know. Was it grass or was it like Yeah, a it was like grass. Or your no, grass. No, it was okay. grass. Okay. Uh, a neighbor who lived on the first floor also claimed that he heard the noise. And saw the girl from the porch. The neighbor like, was the first one to call 911. Not 911. The EMTs. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. So he called the EMTs. And they took about 13 minutes to get to the scene. So during the crime scene reconstruction. The first floor neighbor told the police that Alexandre kneeled next to the body. And put his head on her chest to listen for a heartbeat. And he, he told. Uh, the neighbor told Alexandre not to touch her. Because that's tampering with the body. That's you know awful in the crime scene. So he said that as soon as the neighbor realized. That the body was there. Alexandre came out of the building. Screaming and shouting bloody murder. <laughs> Somebody broke into my house. And did this. Yes. Which I wouldn't be concerned about who did what you know be concerned about my daughter who's laying in the grass yeah so yeah he was screaming like someone broke into my apartment they did this and they killed my baby yes on the police report um alexandre claimed that he was at his in-law's house and he returned home around eleven thirty at night to find that the apartment had been broken into he also said that he saw like the possible perpetrator leaving and like running away right after the body was found but it's funny because he said that on the initial police report but Mm -hmm. on the official statement that he gave to police he said that the apartment door was locked and he failed to mention whether there was someone else there 
So um, the crime scene investigators assured the police that there were no signs of a break-in and no signs of a robbery. Yeah, this story just doesn't make a lot of sense because, like, if you personally, Stephanie, broke in someone's apartment, would you throw their kid out of the window? Yeah. Like, I wouldn't. Yeah. Like, what happened? Like, in what universe did that theory makes any sense like yeah like especially honestly. like if you're breaking into someone's house if you're gonna do anything to a child if you're a monster let's say you're either gonna murder the child right then and there yeah. rape the child or kidnap and ask for ransom why would you go through the trouble of throwing a kid out of the window just do it for the giggles i guess um. <laughs> not for the giggles <laughs> <Yeah. Carol. laughs> there's no giggling oh my god why no am i giggling. laughing god Forgive me. This is a comedy podcast. <laughs> oh my god. So, anyway, uh, so here is how that whole day um, went down. At 6.33 at night, uh, the surveillance cameras of Sam's Club, we have Sam's Club in Brazil too, mm-hmm. Americans. Uh, yeah, we live in Brazil, not Mars. Exactly. They registered the image of Isabella, Alexandre, Anna, and their two sons on the escalator. Um, so it was like all the kids were inside the shopping mm-hmm. cart and they were getting into the market or whatever, the store. So they shopped around for a while, but the clerks at the store said that their card was declined. So they couldn't take anything home. That has actually happened to me before. Mm-hmm. And it was very embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, the clerk said that they seemed quite, like, annoyed or nervous because of what happened. They were obviously, like, embarrassed because, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, Brazilians are jerks and they laugh at everything. So I bet there were people laughing at them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so according to the defense team, Isabella was beaten inside the vehicle, which caused a small injury to her forehead, to, like, the left side of her forehead. Mm -hmm. And they um, said that the injury came from a ring or a key. So, basically, she was, like... Punched by someone. Backslapped or punched. Yeah. Yeah. Backhanded slap? Yeah. Yeah. That's... I think that's how you call it. Probably. Yeah. And, um... They also argued that once the couple got to their apartment... Um, Alexandre had thrown her, like literally thrown her on the floor of the apartment and Anna had strangled and asphyxiated Isabella uh, because there were marks on her neck, like finger marks on her neck. Um, Anna would later tell like a correctional officer at the prison where she is incarcerated that she did not strangle the girl and that Alexandre gently put her down on the floor thinking she was dead while Anna was calling her in-laws. Yeah, so there were, like, injuries to this girl's body, and this bitch trying to tell me that he gently put her down on the floor. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because she was already dead. You know, that just happens. Yeah, Yeah, like, you know, you just throw your kid on the floor. I mean, Yeah, break a bone or two. Um, (laughs) It doesn't matter, really. Yeah. kids, they'll, they'll grow out of it. Yeah, so the correctional officer said that Anna said that she had viciously beaten Isabella inside the car because she was just bugging them, basically. But Mm. on on an interview that they gave out to, like, a really, really, really big Mm -hmm. um, TV show called Fantastico is, like, 
It's it's not like Diane Sawyer, but it's like really big. Every yeah. Brazilian watches it. It's like watches every it. Sunday, Sunday nights. It's religious almost. Yeah, yeah. So they gave an interview to Fantástico on April twentieth of that same year, um, and Anna claimed she had never touched Isabella. She said, "I'm a mom. Do you think I would do to a child what I don't want done to my children?" And the defense argued that Alexandre had thrown the child out of the window in order to fake an accident. And again... her That statement that she gave, like, just gives out so much. She has kids and stuff with um, Isabella's father. Like, if yeah. it wasn't my situation, I would consider that as my child. Yeah. You know, like, it's a little kid. You, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, if you don't perceive that as at least a little bit of your kid... Yeah, like she's not talking about a stranger kid. She's talking about her husband's. Yeah, it's like he—he's the guy that you love, yet you viciously beat his kid just because she was bugging you. Yeah, like I don't think any of them really liked Isabella. Yeah, like more of aren't five-year-old kids supposed to be annoying? That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. So in Fantastico, Alexandre claimed that someone had broken into the house and killed his daughter. He said, "I've never touched her." I've never even raised my voice with her. There was no reason to do it since she was a very well-behaved child. According to the accused, Alexandre went upstairs ahead of Anna, tucked in a sleeping Isabella, and went back to the garage. The men, which, I mean, it's not like um, like a house garage, like the garage is probably like underneath Yeah, because it's a, a building. building, yeah. And they lived yeah, in, like on the tall, sixth floor. Yeah, yeah. sixth floor, so it's underneath you know so he went upstairs tucked her in and came back down which i never thought that made a lot of sense but anyways the main claim that once he had walked in the house with with anna and the other children isabella's bedroom lights were on he then noticed that the protective net on the window had been cut there was blood on the floor and through the window he saw her body on the grass crime scene photos show that the bed was made and there was no indication that she had ever been tucked in there unless the killer you know, threw her out of the window and made the bed. The investigators estimate that the crime occurred between 20, 23 at night, so that's 11 at night and, you know, 11.50 at night. Carol was called, that's the biological mom, and she was, like, two miles away from the crime scene at a friend's house and arrived within five minutes. She was able to be by her daughter's side through the whole process. So the child wasn't, like, dead um, by now. She was, like, laying on the grass waiting for the ambulance. But Can still you alive. imagine being that mom and getting a call that your daughter is five minutes away, like, pretty much dead, mm-hmm. and having to, like, watch that whole thing? Yeah, and, like, this whole nightmare, because this is Sao Paulo, right? Everybody lives in buildings. Like, there's only, like, so many few people that live in houses. And people are so scared of having their kids falling outside the windows. Like, it's kind of a fear that everybody shares, and it's kind of like something that's almost bound to happen, you know, because kids. But can you imagine having that call? Because yeah. by now, I think the mom just thinks that Isabella fell out of the window. Yeah. Like, that by itself, it's awful. Yeah. And then you see, like, your daughter die, and then you find out it was, you know, your husband, that did, like, your husband, the father of the, the kid that did it. It's just awful, like. So, um, at 11.52 at night, someone who identified himself as João called the police to inform them about the body. 
the police station was about a mile away from the crime scene, so it took them only like a couple of minutes to get there. And the cops say Isabella was laying face down on the grass. She seemed to have difficult. <laughs> she seemed to have difficulty breathing. Uh, she was moving her eyes very slowly, and it seemed like she was going into shock, which is so sad. So Can you imagine seeing like a five-year-old? Like, oh god, I don't even want to think about it. She didn't do anything. Like, oh my god. Yeah. Not that if she had done anything, it would have justified it. But yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. Just, uh, so the prosecution said she had an injury to her wrist and another one on the forehead, like we already mentioned. Mm-hmm. But since she was dressed, no one could tell, like, whether she was hurt somewhere else or not. And at um, 12.04 at night, the EMT arrived, at which point uh, she had a heart attack, Mm. Isabella. They tried to revive her for 44 minutes and took her to a hospital that was 5.6 miles away from the apartment. Uh, But unfortunately, she died on the way there. The forensic investigators concluded that she could have had... She could have either been asphyxiated or died from the fall. Another inconsistency in the whole story is that, like, if her dad had left her on her own bed in her bedroom, why was she thrown out of the window of her brother's bedroom? That's true. Yeah, like... Yeah, and the whole thing, like, she couldn't possibly have fallen out of the window. Because it was you know, cut. Because, yeah, it was cut. It's the not like... was cut, yeah. Yeah, it's not because I mean she was by herself in the apartment, but Allegedly, it's just impossible. Yeah. yeah, that that she you know because I mean I think it was like it was cut with like her scissors, yeah. but it was like really small holes, literally just for like hands. Yeah, basically you know yeah. to pass her through like she wouldn't have like you know you know what I mean hard to like jump out of the window. And why kid, would I mean. a five year old kid cut the net? That, like she knows that that net is there to protect them. Yeah, she why would have just she do walked that out of the house at like midnight? Yeah. yeah, like kids are scared of the dark. Like yeah. she would never have jumped on her own. But yeah, um, definitely not. Alexandri also said that he locked the door before going downstairs to the garage. Mm. So did someone break in? Who broke in? How did they break mm. in? How did they get out without? Um, Anna and Alexandre seeing them. And this is what made the police more suspicious of them. And the news footage from the scene, this is so creepy. I watched it. They show him talking to a cop and he was asking the cop, like, why was she, like, why was she thrown from the boy's bedroom window and not hers? Mm. And it's like, you know why. Yeah. You were there doing it. It's like he's raising questions to like himself, really. Yeah. Another another dumbass, right? I mean, aren't they all they're all stupid. Oh my god, yeah. Who there's like a person that says, I don't know who it is, that like all criminals are stupid because if they were smart they wouldn't be criminals. True. I don't know who that was. So after the fall, they made no attempt to call 911, but instead contacted their relatives. So Alexandre called his dad, Antonio, who claimed that he was the f- he was a family rule that they call each other first when something bad happened. Yeah, like... I'm sorry, that's shady as fuck. Yeah, like, um, dad, I just got <laughs> shot. What do I do, dad? I'm not gonna call the police, but I'm letting you know that someone shot me. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. No sense at all. Anyways, almost immediately after Isabella was thrown out of the window, 
Anna calls her father. Then they call Antonio. The neighbor called the cops to inform that, you know, it happened at 11.49.59 seconds. And Anna calls her father at 11.50.32 seconds. Meaning that she didn't even have time to see that there was something wrong. She had, had she had been innocent. Yeah, like so obvious that you did this. Like the neighbor called thirty seconds before you call your dad. Like, I feel like people think. I don't know. I don't really know what people think, but like, how do you not think that the police are gonna, like, tap your phones, check the cameras and stuff like that? Like, especially if this happened ten years ago. It's not like it happened in the eighties or whatever. Yeah, everything was documented. They have footage of like everything. Yeah, so basically, not not what happened in their house, but you know, like outside. Don't of the they house. have like at least like pictures of them in the elevator? Yep. Mm-hmm. You see, yeah, it's crazy. It's very creepy. Yeah, you know, to look at something like that. Anyways, according to the prosecution, the neighbors claimed that a couple of hours prior to the crime itself, they heard a loud argument between the couple, and Antonio refutes, saying that the neighbors were. S- Sorely mistaken. On Fantastico, the couple said that they have fights in the past, but since moving to the apartment, they haven't even argued. Yeah, aren't That's they how relationships so, work, right? Yeah. Some houses are just magic, just an argue on them. Yeah, yeah, they never, they've never argued. Uh, yeah, sure. They never argued in that house. Yeah, whatever. Uh, so, um, to get, like, to try to find out the motive, um, behind this whole thing they tried to investigate um the past of both of them to see Mm. if there was any signs of violence and they found out that in 2003 carol isabella's mom had enrolled isabella in a local preschool so that she could work because you know Mm. she's getting 250 (laughs) reais a month so that that's like nothing (laughs) Uh, so since her parents owned a business, they couldn't babysit Isabella, so she had no other choice mm-hmm. but to put her on the preschool. Um, mm-hmm. Alexandre wasn't happy with the decision, and he threatened to kill Carol and her mother, oh my God. who was Isabella's grandmother. He claimed that it was the grandmother's idea to enroll her, and he threatened to disappear with oh Isabella. God. So, um, Carol also stated to, like, news reporters that she barely spoke to Alexandre whenever she needed to make a decision about Isabella Mm -hmm. or about money or anything. She always talked to Antonio, his father, and, Mm -hmm. um, she tried her best not to contact any of them. Like, if she could figure things out on her own, she would do Mm -hmm. it just because she didn't want to bother them. Yeah. And um it seems like they were bad people too. So like I wouldn't want to really They rate. seem very shady. Yeah, I mean you're still letting your daughter go there um twice a week, right? Yeah, no, like, twice a month. Yeah. Weekend, twice a month. Yeah, twice a month. The kid, uh Isabella still had like a relationship with her father, but it's like the mom she doesn't need to have a relationship with that. Yeah, and the prosecution claims that Alexandre wasn't even close to Isabella because he didn't know like anything about her he didn't know her teacher's name he didn't know like who her friends were he didn't know what her doctor's name was so he didn't know anything about her and it's funny because on Fantastico he um him and um Anna they were all like oh she loved doing this and that blah 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 we remember that this happened on Saturday but like 
you didn't know crap about this girl. You're just trying to cover up your ass. I know, right? Yeah. So, um, Alexandri was described by his college professors as very quiet. He had, like, little to no friends. He kept to himself. He was always, like, listening more than he would speak. Mm -hmm. He owned two businesses in the past. I believe one of them was, like, a a store that had, like, surfboards and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And the other one was, like, a motorcycle shop or something. And he met Anna in law school, and their ultimate goal was to join the federal police, which in Brazil oh. is sort of like the equivalent to the FBI. Mm-hmm. Do you know if she worked as, you know, um, a lawyer or was she... I didn't. It's funny because I don't remember, like, ever seeing them talking about her working. So it sounds like she was more of a housewife, which mm-hmm. would explain a lot of, of her, like, stress with the kids. Yeah. Um, and judging by the interview um, they gave to Fantastico, it didn't really mm-hmm. seem like they killed Isabella on purpose. But yeah. it didn't really seem like they were, like, sorry. Like, they always kept on saying someone, someone else did this. Mm-hmm. I feel like if they were truly sorry, they would have said, oh, it they was an accident something. or yeah. something. Yeah. I mean, that happens sometimes with, like, cases outside of Brazil too right well like the parents kind of like beat a child up and they don't want to like face the consequences of that I guess and I was thinking about that like she had injuries to like her wrist and her head right yeah I wouldn't want to deal with an angry mom you know after you give the child back to them it's kind of like you know but still it's I'm not defending them you yeah know, it's kind of like a, a difficult decision to make but, but like it's, it shouldn't be made like it, sh- it shouldn't happen it shouldn't have happened but like kids are something like most of the time kids are something you sign up for yeah. obviously ha- like accidents happen or whatever but in her case she signed up to like marry some mm-hmm. guy that already had a kid and she she like in a way chose to have other children with him mm-hmm. and um i don't think she worked um i don't remember them saying anything about her working mm-hmm. even back then yeah. so like right now she definitely doesn't work but yeah, but <laughs> yeah. like this is your job is being a mom and then you should be doing a better job just saying yeah no judgment to bad moms actually judgment <laughs> to bad moms no judgment no, to I hard-working mean, moms yeah it's, i mean it's one thing if you're a bad person and you know you just but, I mean, please don't kill your child. Yeah. Please don't. Just, yeah. you know. Yeah, we're we're putting it out there. Just don't. Beginning on March 22nd, 1998. <laughs> yeah, this is not. So Wrong the child case. began. Yeah. <laughs> the child began on March 22nd, 2010. Carol was prohibited from being in the trial room. That's shitty. Yeah. But I understand it. Well, it's funny because um, she said that she felt a little bit, like, robbed out of justice because she couldn't be yeah. in the room when they were trying, both of them. Yeah. Alicia tried to sound rational and was suddenly wearing glasses and pretending to cry through his testimony, though no one saw any tears. Bitch Which, I mean, when he was speaking, he did sound, like, very matter-of-fact. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, he was, I mean, kind of, like, no emotion. But, and then he's crying fake tears. Very nice. 
He spoke for four hours. Immediately after, Anna was questioned in front of the jury and started crying right after the first question. Do you know what you're being accused of? So and then she starts bawling. They had every chance to claim they're innocent, but witnesses say that they didn't behave like innocent people. Found guilty of murder, the father was sentenced to 31 years in a month and 10 days. The stepmom was sentenced to 26 years and 8 months. Prosecution believed that the motive was jealousy because Isabella reminded Anna of Cadol. Which, I mean... Like... It's her daughter. She's obviously gonna like <laughs> yeah, have like, some so... resemblance. Like what? Yeah, but I mean, it's not like like how know? insecure do you have to be to be jealous of a five-year-old child? Yeah. Oh my god. I'm so- we should do like a drinking game. Like every time I say, <laughs> "Oh my god!" Like every time, we- <laughs> every time we say, "Back in Brazil," or whatever, we drink once. Yes. Everybody, every time Carol says, "Oh my god," you drink yeah two shots exactly. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. It's just the way I talk. I'm trying to cut it out a little bit, though. So <laughs> you guys are not, like, completely, you know, annoyed with me. I'm sorry. Uh, anyways. Nine years later, so in July 2017, the stepmom's defense team requested that she be give, given a sort of conditional release where she'd spend the day out on the streets and come back at night to prison. How nice. So, this is granted after a prisoner is in prison for at least two-fifths of their sentence. So, she was granted this for good behavior. And because after psychological evaluation, she was... Stephanie shaking her head. (laughs) (laughs) That's awful. She was granted this for good behavior. Good behavior. After after I killed a child, I behaved behaved well (laughs) after I murdered my stepchild yeah like oh my god God. we're laughing but this is not funny (laughs) no we're we're laughing at this dumb bitch honestly (laughs) okay that sounds so um hateful i I hate her let's 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 remember they're criminals okay yeah like i can't she can't suck a dick Actually, she would probably <laughs> like sucking a dick because she's in a woman's prison. Yeah, so. she's not a woman. But have you seen the stories about that prison? What's the name? Tremembe. Tremembe. Well, all, all the women, like, big time all, um, yeah, criminals we're gonna, are there. We're going to cover, all, like, like a ton of them. Yeah. No, but they're a all ton. friends. They're all friends. I mean, they should have, like, a reality show. With them, like, keeping up with <laughs> Keeping up with the murders. <laughs> keeping up with Tremembe and, like... Oh, God. Keeping up with all the... <laughs> The murder is from... Oh, God. This is awful. Oh. Finish. Finish what you were talking. <laughs> Stop it. I'm, oh, my God. I'm Guys, sorry, I I'm swear, sorry. we are not bad people. This is just the way we, we're trying to deal with this situation right now. Yeah. I'm sorry. Try, try and do this yourself and see if you won't laugh at it, too. <laughs> okay. So, uh, she was granted it for good behavior because after a psychological evaluation, she was... It was concluded that she had little to no chance of real fanding. Yeah, because there's no stepkids left, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That is so awful. Oh I'm my god. Sorry, guys. As my grandmother would say, I hope Jesus forgives you. <laughs> uh, I'm going to make the decision of cut this off later. Or not. I feel bad for that joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> so she had no little to no chance of refanning. She plans on moving to a new town when she's when she's released for good. And she also states that she doesn't feel guilty because 
She's innocent. She's innocent. Someone else did this. Someone else probably possessed her like they possessed the, <laughs> the park, park maniac. maniac. And they yeah, it is, made it her beat the fuck out of the scared and strangle mm-hmm. her. Yeah. And let's just um, remember that um, there's no death penalty. So in case they didn't pick up and didn't think that was awful, those people killed a child and they were sentenced to like 20 something years in prison. That lady's out. She's just spending their nights in prison. You know? Yeah. That's, and- I mean, she can go out, go to the mall, go to McDonald's, you know, mm-hmm. Bob's, Giraffes. She can go there. You know, and come back. Yeah, and I read that she also plans on, um, when they're both released, she said, they're going to move to a new town, and she's going to become a fashion designer. What's her <laughs> line going to be called? Like, killing my stepdaughter dresses? T- tell us, tell us, tell us what's the name of the line. Like, like please comment on any, whatever, I'm a kid, what's the name of the, her fashion Little kid line. murder. Like, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with what this What kind woman? of clothes? Oh my god. Like, and it's it's funny because, like, I sort of, it's not funny, but, like, it's interesting that, like, they would get released after 10 years. Like, you kill, you murdered a yeah. kid and you spent 10 years in prison and that's yeah, you shouldn't, it. I mean, I get if you get, like, a really big, like, drug offense, whatever, you're released after 10 years, alright, but it's not a violent crime like that. Yeah, I, honestly, know? like, this might be very controversial and this might make people stop listening to this podcast right now but i honestly don't think that like drug dealers should be punished as badly as they are yes i mean it's one thing if they're murdering people and like wreaking havoc but i mean it's it's a really um awful situation in brazil right now like i'm not really keeping up with it but like i'm very much aware of it that there was this guy what was his name i'm gonna research his name and i'll talk about this later and that he was um arrested with like Pinson like in a protest in 2014 i have no and idea was, what you're talking about yeah he was like yeah oh my god he, he, people are like crazy about that case because he was like basically arrested for being black i mean black and poor that's the whole thing because he was caught with like Pinson on protest and they said it was a bomb he got that's convicted ridiculous. And then, yeah and then he got um released from jail and he, he was, like, walking around with a, you know, those um, ankle things? Yeah, uh-huh, the tracker. Yeah. And he was caught, like, he was going to, like, buy bread or something ridiculous. And he had, like, not even, like, an ounce of weed on him. And he got, like, it's, like, a ridiculous number of, number of years in prison. It's probably more than... They, yeah, um, yeah. Then those those shitty people that kill their kid got. And it, like, it's funny because I've seen, like since the history of forever mm-hmm. it's known that like poor people especially in developing countries like brazil yeah. they'll get arrested for like stealing a bar of soap and they will never be out of prison yeah i mean they'll probably come out but they'll get back in there so fast that is you know you're not you cannot be you know it's i mean it's crimes okay like they're committing crimes all right you're not supposed to be doing that okay but then you have the other side of things which is you know, the rich white people that are you know committing those crimes and it can get away like with so much more for so like much easier yeah yeah and like it's funny like i don't like it just doesn't get in my head like not none of this makes sense <laughs> like yeah that you would get out of prison for murder i understand that brazil doesn't have like a 
life in prison sentence, mm-hmm. but I think that they should at least stay in prison for 30 years. Yeah. Before they release. 30 years is still so little time now yeah. for those things. But th- that's like yeah. the maximum in Brazil, mm-hmm. which is like ridiculous because I feel like there's, like, especially with violent crimes like this, there's such a high chance that they're going to reoffend. But I don't know. Maybe with the new election, because Brazil's voting a new president in, they're trying to vote a very um, psychotic person in. Yeah, it, imagine Trump times twenty. Yeah, that guy he comes like Trump. He's yeah. he's crazy, but it's like, it's almost silly. Like you look at him and you go like, "Wow, look at that clown." I'm pretty so. sure, but that guy is that guy's psychotic. I'm pretty sure Brazil's fucked, regardless of who. Yeah is elected i don't even know all the the candidates Me neither. and I'm, I'm gonna vote in this election guys i'm gonna tell you guys who i voted for but and, oh and by the way you guys know that voting is mandatory in brazil so even though i don't i'm not part of that country i still have to vote did you know that i have never voted <laughs> me neither first yeah. time yeah i was gonna yeah. vote for this next election why why are we talking about no one cares at, at this care. point, people have stopped <laughs> listening because the murder is over. Yeah. But um, I was going to vote on this election, but the timeline to sign up for it is already gone. Mm-hmm. So I can't. Yeah. I went like on the last day to the, like they had like a consulate here. Yeah. And I went there. It was really fun. <laughs> fun. So it fun. was like in a race, like a, a card racing place. Like we just like went there, like a set, like with the car races. Like yeah, but I'm gonna have to v- like do something about it. Yeah, cause... you have to like justify saying why you didn't vote. Yeah, because I'm going hopefully to Brazil next year, and I heard that if you don't um, do the whole voting thing, they won't let you out of the country. <laughs> <laughs> so oh my god, yeah. That's such a nightmare. Like, you cannot get out. Yeah, like, um, because I remember when I moved here, it was me and my sisters. My parents were already Mm -hmm. here. They had been here for, like, 13 years or something. Wow. But um, one of my sisters, she had never voted, and and she was 20 at the time. And that was, like, a big thing. Like, she had to go through, like, the FBI and a ton of shit to get out of the country. Because oh they and wouldn't let her... Voting. Yeah. They wouldn't let her board the plane if she didn't, like, tell them why didn't she vote. Yeah. And it's not like... It's not like you have to vote for a candidate. You, like, you, you can vote, like, a blank or, like, a... I vote for you no just one. Have There's to an vote. option. You just yeah. have to vote anyway. Yeah. yeah. Which is... Which, does that make sense? I mean, a lot. Of, I know a lot of people saying like, "Yeah, hey, that sounds wonderful," and you know. But I mean, when you have a country that like some people, a lot of people barely know how to read and they don't know anything yeah. about politics, they I just think vote, that like... just perpetrates corruption. Oh yes, you make everyone vote, and then everyone just votes for whatever candidate gives them something, mm-hmm. and then yeah, I like only... red better than blue. So yeah, and then pretty much it's like a, an endless circle of corruption mm-hmm. but hey this is not a brazilian politics 101 class <laughs> yeah so. dude if, if somebody like was a, with a gun in my head and asked me like explain brazilian politics i'll be dead in a second because i don't know how to explain it um i have like, no it's just fucking so complicated clue. i stopped be- i stopped keeping up with it keeping up with the kardashian keeping up with the tremembe <laughs> 
keeping up with Tremembe. I should Photoshop should that. Shirt. Yeah. We should make a shirt with like all the, and like we just go all through the women. Like, yeah, this one's the, the second woman sitting on the couch there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh I can see them like um, Photoshopping. I think there's like a Photoshop with like always a new black and they get the main lady. And they replace her head with Susan von Hichthofen. Don't spoil future episodes. Future episode, but yeah, I mean, you guys are gonna hear about that one too. Mm-hmm. It's a good case. It's a good case. Uh, yeah, if murdering people sounds good to you, so we should wrap this up. Yeah, we should. Because we've been like rambling for like fifty hours. I like rambling though. I like rambling, but I don't like to listen to people rambling on podcasts i'm like okay next episode goodbye <laughs> me too like every time there's like this end piece is like already over and they're talking about shit and i'm like hey, I'm but done, i bye. would rather have people do what we're doing and just leave the rambling to the end because then if people want to they they can skip oh my god if they don't Thank want you. to they can keep listening yeah. to us making zero sense or, or when it's like they ramble, ramble ramble for like an hour before and then they, they put like start. a ad break before they start. That aggravates me so much. Yeah, no. It's seriously yeah. I stopped listening to a podcast because it literally was like a fifty minute fifty five zero a fifty minute um <laughs> episode with five ad breaks and twenty minutes of rambling. Yeah. I know which one you're talking about and let me just say I still listen to it. I like it, you know, like it's just like because I don't I don't know, it's like watching keeping up with the kardashians like i can have watch nothing that, to do though. with my life and i'm like i don't watch it but it's like i'm just i'm like all right what's up with you you know it's kind of like <laughs> keeping up keeping oh, up with the podcast <laughs> yeah it's like it's like it's almost like i want to know if they're doing good or not you know what's happening i like their pets and stuff yeah can i you, know, you guys know what we're talking about but no still, don't don't you know, I don't say them, it but i'm not gonna say it i'm yeah. not gonna say it you know, yeah. we're, we're not hating on anyone. Yeah, just, definitely no yeah, hate. definitely not. You know, it's... I have... I don't think there's any podcast, really, that I hate. Yeah, there completely. is. There's some I dislike, but, like, hate, hate, hate. Did you tell me there's you There's one thought, big one, but, like... Yeah, did you tell yeah, me you thought Yeah, but, I mean, I hate the, the host. Oh. I think the podcast is well produced. Like, I'll appreciate that. But, but you like, the host. Yeah, but I won't listen to it because of that, the person... To be honest, I have listened to like very few podcasts. Yeah, me too. Like I, can, I, I think I've only like really because you know I'll listen to like the first episode of one, mm-hmm. and then I'm like eh, whatever. Um, but um, I, like really listen, like there's very few episodes mm-hmm. of podcasts very that I will podcasts. like yeah. follow. You know, me too. Me too. I think there's like probably like four uh, let me yeah. see but, yeah because i mean i do listen to like podcasts to fall asleep oh definitely knows that yeah so yeah. i mean i have some like specific um like like it's it's gonna sound like weird but it's specifically true crime two men no interviews calm very calm so no like screaming no yelling Oh God! You know? So it's yeah. not—it's not, it's not it's, last it's just podcast. Works for me, guys. No, it's definitely not. <laughs> definitely not, dude. I, I woke up with Harry screaming in my ear once. It was not fun. I, like I forgot to say it to like stop. Dude, and uh, it was awful. It was like the worst. I was like, I don't want to like. I don't want to be like uh, fangirling. But when I first started listening to last podcast, I legit thought that Harry was um, Charlie from It's Always Sunny, and I freaked out. <gasps> I was like, oh my god, oh my god, it's Charlie, it's Charlie. And then 
like I listened to the next episode and he was introduced as Henry because he is Henry and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I guess it's not Charlie. Oh. Because they yeah. sound like so much alike. And guys, by the way, we met on a Facebook group of last uh, subgroup of last podcast. Yeah, so we can talk about it. I'll talk yeah, about it. That's the one yeah. podcast we can talk about. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll appreciate it. I mean, that 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 their Facebook situation is just so messed up, though. <laughs> right? I, I'm like, like staring I mean, up I don't drama keep up. on the last podcast tell, tell us about please follow us on every social media you tell us what you think about all this yeah like yeah. I, I am always uh, setting views to the fire <laughs> especially like what are we here for then yeah right? like and like people are always flipping out well you know whatever <laughs> I'm not I don't want to talk about it anymore <laughs> <laughs> Me okay, okay. I think this is working out though yeah Okay, right. so we will see you on episode three. Hopefully, uh, there's someone mm-hmm. listening, and it's not just the two of us talking. Yeah, about, for you know for what. all the three and a half people listening. Exactly, uh, my mom is dog. one of them. So, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Anyways, well, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, Suspiria Podcast. Yes, it is Suspiria after the horror movie because I am not a creative person, and if you don't like it, sue me. I don't care. Um, yeah, we. I mean, if you can think of any better names, we probably won't accept a suggestion because every every social media profile is already done. So yeah, you guys, so yeah, you guys can start your own podcast. Yeah, so okay. yeah, or be like, oh, those girls call themselves the Spirit, but we're gonna call them two idiots from Brazil. That's fine. Um, Please call us that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we will see you on the next episode, and have a great day, night, or whatever the fuck you're doing. I don't know. What time it is there, so whatever time it is, where time you are. Yeah. Ciao. 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 <laughs>